right here, right now. Hey, Katie. Hey, Monica. <laughs> How's it going? I am doing great. It is the day before Valentine's Day. I'm feeling the love. Yeah, it's been a lovely month so far. It has. It's been a great month full of all sorts of production, creativity. Indeed. Sprinkling creativity on everything we're yeah, doing. Sprinkling that. Sh- including <laughs> work and yoga. Been so excited with the workshop progress. We had an awesome one this month on self-compassion. Yeah, we you did. know about it. I was there. It was super good. Monica's been putting on workshops, also known as play shops. Yes. And we had our second one. She put on her second one. I just take the credit. I just show up You're as a student. I'm like, hey, this is my workshop. You're one of my resources, though. Uh, so I appreciate you being there to help me feel that feedback from yeah. a friend. So you're totally doing this with me. Yeah. Completely, we're together. And this process that we're participating in together, right here, right now, the podcast <laughs> with Katie and Monty, which is us. Your host, sis. Obviously. Your hosties <laughs> with the mosty. Oh, that's cute. And I did just want to say um, that in the workshop, we talked a lot about self-compassion. And so self-compassion is on the brain, I think, for both of us, mm-hmm. as it should be mm-hmm. when we're celebrating Valentine's. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're celebrating how maybe we love each other, it's important to look at how we are loving ourselves. Exactly. And during the workshop, Monica had a super cool quote, which I think is the perfect segue for what you just said, how we love each other, how we love ourselves. And I wanted you to tell me that quote again. Well, it's from Martha Beck. And it is that the way we do anything is the way we do everything. So in thinking of that in terms of, well, you can think of it in a lot of ways, but we were looking at it in terms of how we love ourselves. And if we can do that more fully and more authentically, Mm -hmm. we can share that with each other better. And another way, since I've worked with that on the workshop, I was thinking about that quote in terms of creativity and the way that we do one thing creatively can help Mm -hmm. us be more creative in all the other areas of our life, which I think we talked about last week, maybe on the podcast, maybe just in friendship, (laughs) but either way, uh, letting that creativity sprinkle throughout your life and getting this gateway through writing or drawing or yes and I think last week we maybe mentioned that especially in regards to um judging ourselves letting our inner critic speak too loudly sometimes that if you can give yourself that 10 minutes of writing which we do on this podcast to let your inner critic go away to just write freely without judgment then you take that off of your writing pad and you're able to do that in other areas of your life Mm -hmm. and to be able to trust yourself to to be take a little risk and be vulnerable, say something that you're like, who knows what the avenue this is happening in, maybe at work or in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And to trust yourself that that creative intuition might lead you to a fun new doorway. Mm-hmm. So if we can trust in ourselves and trust that, you know, maybe everyone's not out to get us. Maybe we are actually in a state where the universe is conspiring to shower us with blessings, a.k.a. Pronoia, a.k.a. the name of one of my favorite books and one of the best um, flip it open to a page and see what you reveal type of books. It just has it all. It's by Rob Bresney. Rob Bresney. Yeah. 
on how the whole world is conspiring to shower you with blessings. Yeah, so this is one of Monica's favorite books, and we wanted to introduce it today, which is why we so cleverly just did. Um, (laughs) But we wanted to introduce this book because it is super cool. The Idea of Pronoia, The Antidote for Paranoia. This is a humongous, super fun, like more than 350-page book. Resource. Um, resource. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Of all sorts of little juicy tidbits that can really open up some fun crea- uh, creative conversations. Yes. With yourself, especially. Yes. Um, in fact, well there's a chapter on marrying yourself in here, which is pretty cool. We speaking performed of self- that yeah, ritual. Speaking of self- self-compassion, that would have been a fun one to bring up. Yeah. Well, one day. One day. But this day, um, mm-hmm. I decided to flip this awesome, fun book open to page 214. <clears throat> In honor of tomorrow's Valentine's day. 214. And it just so happens that on page 214, they probably did this because they were awesome and they just happened to. Um, a lot of these chapters are separated into kind of little snippets. So this one, uh, on page 214, there's uh, little sections, 19 through 22. Um, but... I obviously read section 19 to be 21419, which would be the date tomorrow. Right. Valentine's Day. Which might be the day you're listening to this. Who knows? It could have been yesterday. You just never know. But the beginning of this particular chapter is I wanted to read. It's super fun. It's the Roshis Pronoia Therapy. Rockus. Rockus. Rockus Pronoia Therapy. Experiments and exercises and becoming a rigorously flexible, seriously delirious, studiously playful master of zany dignity, which is awesome. Yeah. It's a mouthful. That's a good list of exercises where he's going to offer. Here's exercise number 19 in honor of this year's Valentine's Day. The spider has a bad reputation, symbolically speaking. In myths and folk tales, it's often portrayed as the spinner of delusion, <clears throat> the spinner of delusions and snares. Many therapists interpret dreams of spiders as signs of paranoia, gossip, enemies, and predatory relationships. This may sometimes be true, but I prefer to regard the spider as primarily a symbol of secret help or of a building process going on behind the scenes. In my dreams, the appearance of spider suggests that though my conscious ego isn't smart enough to fix a current problem, a solution is being woven for me by the unknown, by an unknown intelligence, perhaps a spiritual ally or an unconscious part of my own brain. Mm. Mm. So I read that and I thought that was really cool. Thinking about last week. And all the talk we were doing about the inner critic and that sometimes maybe you should give her a little bit of credit Mm -hmm. and just kind of let her voice be maybe not completely true, but just slightly listened to and see if you can't unpack her a little bit and figure out um, if there's any truth or anything that you could learn. Yeah. See what's in your best interest to observe. Maybe she's weaving pun intended, a sort of safety net mm-hmm. or protecting something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But the spider is such a lovely metaphor for that. 
mm-hmm. inner critic, something we're sometimes afraid of, but also can be quite fascinated by what they can reveal over time. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And I have I happen to just really love spiders. Mm. <laughs> I'm the kind of uh, person, the kind of girl that'll release them outside. So I'm really into spiders to begin with. And so I like the idea of making them, putting them in a, a positive light. And then I also just love the idea of putting everything in a positive light, no matter how crappy it may seem you can always I feel like you can always kind of spin it in a different way you know and see something good not everything some things are just really crummy but well and webs are like that too sometimes you can't see the intricacies of a web from head on and once it has some light shown shown through it like in the sunrise uh uh, when there's some dew on the spider web Mm -hmm. and the sun's just peeking through and then a little bit of wind comes by and And you have that like i love that that's really great yeah gotta respect the work the spider is doing to keep it going yeah so yeah. I think that's a really cool, this is a super cool book. Pro Noia by Robert Bresney is Check a it out on Amazon. super resource. Mm-hmm. It's a great book. You could really unpack it for days. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to work with as far as like the exercises. We just, you know, that read, read that style. And the end of that quote said something like, name one of your spider powers. Mm-hmm. Your spidey sense. your spider sense that intuition that little Mm -hmm. voice Mm. and I mean how cool would it be if we lived our lives every single day every interaction I feel like so much of us are and you know it's it's evolution and I get it we're trying to stay alive and for hundreds of thousands of years when tigers could strike at any moment and kill you you know you kind of have to learn to uh keep your keep your guard up per se but if we could break our walls down and really believe that the world was conspiring to shower us with blessings how would you live your life differently if if that was like constantly in your Mm -hmm. mind you might get mugged (laughs) but is that the paranoia that's the paranoia or someone might give you a bag full of money who knows you know the opposite might happen just as easily we, you know, if we believe in that possibility, mm-hmm. I think there's always much more likelihood that there could be an abundance of blessings if you believe there could be yeah. an and abundance of blessings. All the power of the mind. If you're constantly believing and you're in a state of thinking that it's a, an abundance of negativity, then that might be mm-hmm. what you end up with. And if you're like, I'm a crappy writer, my stories are never good, I don't have any time to do it, everything is crappy. Then yeah, that's oh. gonna replay down. <laughs> if I'm a crappy writer, hence everything is crappy. That just totally naturally came out. The way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And yep. if I'm a crappy writer, everything is crappy. Well, what if I am a creative, non-judgmental writer, and I then everything is going to be creative and non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to approach everything you do with a childlike sense of curiosity, wherein that inner critic is just a voice that says, let's try it. Mm-hmm. I'm five. Let's try it. Let's do it. I'm not afraid. Let's try it. No one's told me I can't do that yet. Let's try it. God, you ever watch five-year-olds like <laughs> straight up? 
dancing and singing in the aisle at the grocery store and it's like yeah you're being awesome right now i can't i do that i could you could and you do i've seen you actually so don't let katie fool you she will straight up dance in the grocery store aisle it's true that's that's not and i wouldn't put it past you to have joined in with a said five-year-old you were watching dance (laughs) (laughs) katie's really good at listening to her inner child yeah I don't know if we brought that up, and that's something this is something else that we want to unpack someday, and we're not gonna go there now. But if in if in life you can do things that make your inner eight-year-old satisfied as well as your inner 80-year-old satisfied, then you're probably on the right track. So I bet my inner 80-year-old is like, oh, I'm really rickety. Oh goodness, I wish I could dance in the grocery store aisle. And my eight-year-old's like totally doing it. Yeah, so doing I should it. do it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, that's a fun one to think about also. It is. Okay. Good thoughts all around. Yeah. Think about that spider within all the good things they could be weaving. <clears throat> yeah. We let go of some of that fear. And if we have a little bit more self-compassion. Yeah. Love where you are. Treat yourself like you would a friend. Mm -hmm. The love we make is equal to the love we take. Yeah. I can't help but want to sing it. (laughs) Did you say, wait. The love you make. It's in the end. The love we take is equal to the love we make. Yeah. You said that. Nope. I I flipped it around. I had it backwards. Well, we knew what you meant. I definitely knew what you meant. (laughs) (laughs) But in. I love that. It's such a true sentiment. It is. I love the Beatles. Beatles are good. Beatles and, and spiders. All you need is love. <laughs> love yeah, Beatles and spiders and other insects too. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. What are bears without ears? <laughs> Bees. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's play with a game. Okay. Should we do one big sentence? No, one word story we were going to try? Yeah, let's do one word story. Love happens to people when they pay attention to themselves. When we pay enormous amounts of love to ourselves we can create magic that was the best (laughs) that was really good hey we have a surprise (gasps) yay there is something going on behind the scenes today well it's about to happen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we are going to have a special guest Mm -hmm. luke mcgee monica's husband is going to come on the air with us today and he is going to create a story based on last week's prompts and he's going to have about a minute to think about those prompts and then he's going to tell you a story we can't wait to hear luke's story and surely you can't either so we'll get right to it yep devin sat alone on the hillside next to a green, beautiful plain. It was nighttime and the caravan had settled down for the night. The lions and the tigers were both sleeping. The bear was restless, probably hungry, even though it was just fed. Devin always had a gift for comedy, 
but at, at the end of the day, he was only just a fish boy, just a side attraction and the freak show of the traveling circus. His mother, the fish lady, of course, was a beautiful half woman, half fish. She was the main attraction of the fish show. He remembered many times to go over the routine with the flips and the ball so that he would get it just right every time. Townsfolk came from all over. The setting sun brought them popcorn and beer and they joyously laughed at the monkeys and the clowns. But there was always the sideshow where the tent was, where he and his mother lived and would try to avoid the monster, as he called him. Fred, the ringleader. He was a mean man, only focused on profits, only focused on his own gain. So fish boy Devin and fish lady mother lived in agony as monster Fred, as he called him, would uh, crack his whip and throw empty, empty peanut shells from uh, a bobo, of course the elephant, who ate all the peanuts, cage. Sometimes Monster Fred Ringleader would set up Fish Boy Devin's fish tank next to the elephant pen and make him scoop up elephant poop. Because, you know, he's a fish boy. Um, he knew his only escape from this traveling crazy life was to get onto television where he could be the first half human half fish talk show host where he could then bring on various other half human half animal people and just do comedy bits instead of focusing only on their freakish appearance the end really great Luke thank you so much thank you we really appreciated you being on the show today wonderful yeah thank you for being so vulnerable sharing your mm. excellent imagination with us can you great. believe that creativity we literally just told him those prompts like a minute and a half before we, he sat down and pressed record yeah just like you probably did when you wrote your story last week which we still can't wait to hear yeah so send them in let Luke inspire you. Any last words, Luke? Uh, no, Anything just else you want uh, to mention to the podcast world, world, world. Just keep on believing in in your own imagination. And storytelling isn't hard. We all have so many classical influences in our lives that help determine our story. So keep telling your story. Thank you, Luke. I can see why I married him. That was really special, yeah. indeed. Who knew? We all did. That we Devin was going to be. Who knew Devin was oh. going to be a fish boy? Right. We definitely did not know that. No. Or about Ibobo, the yeah. elephant, of course, <laughs> with his peanut shells. Oh, so clever. So clever. Poor Devin. So I bet after a story like that, you're itching to tell your own. 
as Luke suggested. And so we'll get right to our game and our prompts to be interactive if you choose. You'll have your timer or phone ready, your pencil and paper. You'll get ready to listen to the prompts. There will be three. You'll make one whole story out of all three prompts. And we're going to go back to our original um to our original style, uh, we'll read you one prompt. You'll write for three minutes, come back to us, read you the second prompt, and so on until you have a total of nine minutes of writing, mm-hmm. round and about. Mm-hmm. Then we'll share ours. You might just be listening and enjoying stories, in which case I hope you like them and without judgment because you're not writing your own. And we're being vulnerable by sharing yeah. them with you. We're really putting it out there, you guys. <laughs> Anyway, so let's go ahead and pull that first prompt. Get your stuff ready. All right, here we go. Get your three-minute timer and start writing about a man wearing a plate on his head. Hmm. Now we've got our second prompt to add on to your story. Make it work with the sound of a garden hose. Oh, Uh, Our last final prompt for the day for your story, the smell of Susie's leftovers. Mm, Interesting. Well, that turned out fun. It's a good story. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait to hear your story. Okay. You're going to go first. I'll go ahead and go first. So here we go with my prompts. I just heard out of the blue. That's great, Sergio. Now full turn to left and bring it back down the catwalk, one foot in front of the other, heel, toe. Very good, Mr. Sergio. You are floating. You are a gazelle. You are a floating gazelle. (laughs) Sergio beamed as his model posture instructor commanded his gait. Mr. Chiffon would only compare you to a floating gazelle if you were practically levitating down the runway. The plate of fruit on his head was beginning to be a little heavy. He'd have to see if he could sneak one of the bunches of grapes off. Last time, he tried to lighten the load of his headpiece. Mr. Chiffon took him outside and sprayed him down with the water hose. That cold water stung, and Sergio could remember the way it smelled, like rubber, and his childhood. It took him back to his days before he got shipped to this debutante program his aunt signed him up for. They'd been raising him for the past 12 years since his parents ran away with his freak show brother to join the circus. He mostly liked his time here, knowing it was for the best. But that water hose smell made him miss his old front yard, playing with Devin, his brother. (laughs) He always had to have water around him, though Sergio never fully understood why. The smell of Susie's leftovers brought him back to the stage room and posture practice with Mr. Chiffon. Lunch had started for the east wing of campus, and the microwave was right next to the catwalk classroom. Every day around this time, Susie would bring her gourmet fixins from the night before to school. Her dad was a five-star chef, known for his garlic dishes, and always packed her the best food for school. She was sweet on Sergio, so she always waited for him outside posture class so she could share her meal. This kindness was one of the reasons Sergio knew this was the place for him. Oh, you brought Devin Fishboy into the story. Yeah, their little secret connection in the web. Mm. I loved that. 
That was a fun one. Gazelle, float like a gazelle. <laughs> it was way too natural for me to write in the that commanding voice. Oh. I think I might have to explore him a little more, Mr. Chiffon. That was great. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your story. Oh, me too. It's fun. Me too. It is fun hearing your story for the first time because, you know, you write it in such a, like, a fury almost. You know, we're writing quickly. We're trying to get as much out. And sometimes I'm kind of like, what did I say? You know, you don't even really know. So know. the reveal is really a reveal. <laughs> the like, reading. oh, hello there. <laughs> I didn't realize Inner yeah. person. <laughs> exactly. It's great. like that. Okay. Here's my story. Steve was so self-conscious of the large metal plate on his temple. He'd been in a terrible accident as a child, and and the doctors had to cover his fragile skull with the plate to prevent him from further injury. If only I could lose the plate, Steve thought those words too many times to count. He practically started every thought he'd ever had with them. The thoughts typically ended with all the things he could have been, could have done, been a popular guy had a girlfriend, become a musician, landed his dream job, etc., etc. He had zero self-confidence, all because of the stupid plate. One day, Steve was in his favorite park on a sunny winter day. He loved winter because he could wear his fuzzy hat and nearly cover up the hideous plate. This particular day, he was enjoying the display of the Purple Martins, as they zipped and flipped through the air, catching bugs. Suddenly, he was startled from his mindful watching by the sound of a garden hose clicking on. It made a whim and a wish, then started its rhythmic click, 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 before returning to its wish. He was watching the water droplets fall through the air, admiring tiny rainbows floating as the water fell through the sky. He nearly leapt in bafflement when he saw her, a beautiful red-haired girl wearing the cutest little boots, rain jacket, she had ever seen, running through the sprinklers. (laughs) He tried to run away. He hated interactions with all people, especially girls, and didn't want to look creepy just staring at her from afar. But he literally could not move his feet. He realized the water had created the most sticky mud and his boots were completely stuck. Not knowing what to do, he looked over at the frolicking beauty and waved hello. She looked back at him with a completely knowing smile and pushed back her hat to reveal a sparkling gold plate over her temple. Shocked, Steve pulled his boots out of the mud and approached the girl. Hi, she said as she extended an arm. I'm Susie. Uh, Hello, Susie. My name's Steve, he said as he awkwardly gripped her soft, succulent hand. (laughs) Without realizing what he was saying, he said, You smell like delicious cookies. I like it. Oh, that's my leftover cookies I just ate from yesterday. I'm glad you like them, Steve. She took his hand again and asked if he'd like to go on a walk. Of course, he smiled and went off to walk with her. Oh, I 
love that. It's a love story oh, for Valentine. Mm. I wrote it so quickly, my handwriting was all sloppy, and I couldn't even. It's like, what was I saying there? That was really nice. I can even see her a really cute. You described Susie so well, and I could just see her pushing back her little hat and showing off her gold plate. That was so sweet. Yeah, was... I feel like she'd seen him there before. Like she'd been she'd been watching him from afar. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. She like planted it. You know, she knew. And that also felt a little like, you know, he was struggling with that inner critic and that everything he did, he was thinking about how bad it was because of this plate. And then once he saw someone else struggling in the same way and felt that compassion, he was able to turn it on himself and see himself in a positive way. She's going to take him to her house and show him pronoia. <laughs> She's going to be like, these plates brought us together. The world is conspiring to shower us oh, with blessings. Oh, it's so also very sweet. <laughs> How romantic. I love it. Yeah. That was a great story, friend. Well, guys, we hope <laughs> that you go forward with your week not only loving someone else mm-hmm. and maybe... Maybe you have a special date. Maybe you don't. And if you don't... Take some time to have a special date with yourself. Yeah. Who better to spend time and shower with love than your very own inner best friend? And even if you do have a date, even if you do have a date on <laughs> Valentine's Day... Yes, you should forbid, definitely. You should definitely shower yourself with love also. Not mm-hmm. just this week, but all the weeks. All the time. Let's let this love ride out all year long. Dun, 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 dun. Yay. Okay. Well, until thanks, next Katie. Time. I love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> and bye. Bye.